Hello beautiful and welcome to Finding Fertility. I'm your host Monica Cox from FindingFertility.co and I created this podcast to help get you to start thinking outside of the box and realize that your infertility might have nothing to do with your lady bits. Rooted in functional medicine and personal experience, Finding Fertility is all about looking at the whole body and finding the root cause of your infertility. Finding Fertility does not diagnose, prescribe, or treat any issues of infertility. But what we do is take a holistic approach and improve your diet and your lifestyle to get you steps closer to creating your dream family. Just by being here with me, listening to this podcast, you're already going down the right path to making your dreams come true. Let's do this together. Happy Friday, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Fertility. I'm your host, Monica Cox, and I am incredibly honored that you are here today becoming the conscious mama you were born to be today we have another amazing podcast discovery call i know they're always all amazing but i'm just like so honored that i can one do these and another that women are willing to come on and share their stories for you guys to relate to as well Remember, if you want your own personal discovery call, there is the link down in the show notes and make sure you are on the email list when I call out for new participants for the podcast discovery calls. So without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Thank you for coming on and sharing your journey. Um, Let's start um, with your journey. Tell us a little bit about what's going on. So uh, do you want me to start my journey from the beginning, right? <laughs> you you can it's start where, yeah. Give us the cliff notes. Give us a short version of yeah. what's going on. Okay, so my, uh, I made some here notes, translated it correctly in English because <laughs> I don't know the correct, always the correct words in English of the medicine. I mean, what's medical words. So uh, I tried. I um, started my trying to continue the journey in 2015, and uh, I didn't achieve any success through natural uh, methods. And then in 2016, I went to visit a doctor, and uh, he was checking everything, and he was uh, he only diagnosed diagnosed me with a hyperprolactinemia. So, and since then I was taking uh, hyperglycolin to control my prolactin level. And also I did MRI to check my like hypothesis and it was clean and everything is okay. And also at that time, my husband was going under treatment to improve his sperm quality. And uh, he didn't achieve any improvements. But uh, overall, it was okay. Everyone was saying it's okay, but could be better. Mm -hmm. Yes, and he didn't receive any uh, improvements. And his doctor uh, uh, recommended us for IUI. Okay. Yeah, with with a male factor. So then in during 2016 and 2017, I had seven unsuccessful IUIs. Seven. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I went there actually totally blind. Uh, I mean, I didn't know anything about it. And uh, I was just uh, trusting the doctors. What were they saying? I following everything what they told me. And uh, well, they did their job, but uh, I didn't think for myself. <laughs> I didn't change oh. anything. Yes, and uh, I was just uh, following everything uh, what they were saying. And after seven unsuccessful IYs, they were like, let's check your womb, let's make a hysteroscopy. And uh, then I was diagnosed with endometriosis. Okay. And then in 2017, uh, they decided to make uh, like, uh, to make a genetic analysis for my eggs. And it was normal. And then during 2017 and 18, I had uh, IVF procedures. 
two retrieval and tr three transfers, and all of them was negative. Okay. Uh, then in 2019, I experienced a spontaneous pregnancy, uh, but resulted with uh, miscarriage. Six weeks, uh, six weeks, very early. And then I had a like skeleton procedure to mm -hmm. remove everything. Then uh, that year was uh, very hard for me. After this carriage, I lost my uh, father. Yeah, and uh, all 2019, I was really depressed. And uh, then in 2020, uh, I, I started again to, to go and see doctors, and uh, they found the synechia. Do you know what is synechia? No. It's um, S-Y-N-E-C-H-I-A. Yeah, it's something like um, in the womb. I don't know how to explain. Well, it, it was after the scalping, you know? Yeah, after the DNC. Yeah. Yes, and uh, uh, they removed it with hysteroscopy. Again, I had a hysteroscopy. Okay, and, yeah, so it's like um, it's like tissue stuck together in place where it shouldn't be. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that was in the womb? Yes, in the womb. Yeah. Uh, then in 2020, I, I've got that removed. And uh, they said, do not make any, like, do not try to conceive for three or two, six months. Then uh, I had a problem that with the job. It was COVID time. And, uh, yeah, we were home. And I was uh, so, uh, I did like nothing. After that. <laughs> and then in 2021, I, I went to see the doctors and they they removed again the abstinence here with hysteroscopy I had again. Uh, then we, right after removing after three months, we started to make a, to try to conceive with chromid, chromifen. Okay. Uh, I took that throughout the year, all year. After that, I, I gained weight and <laughs> but no result. Uh, then in 2022, I went to another doctor. It's his like really having a different style of methods. Uh, he's into chronology, and he, with him, I was trying different diets, uh, like elimination diets, and uh, um, like no gluten, no sores, and it's <laughs> that stuff. And uh, for four or five of months, I was doing that diet, and uh, uh, he was trying to reduce my stress because he uh, diagnosed me with chronic stress, uh, also hyperprolactinia, uh, low iron levels, and uh, lymphatic system stagnation. Yeah, and uh, I was doing exercises and diets, most of all, and taking supplements. Then in 2022, at the end of 2022, I moved to another country, and um, uh, there I started here, <laughs> I started acupuncture uh, months, and uh, I found out uh, with acupuncture, I'm uh, a few. Uh, it helped me, I think, to regulate my menstrual period and uh, to to PMS, like almost reduced all the PMS times. Uh, but for eight months, and after that, I started and uh, then started various mind body practices like yoga, EFT, uh, meditations. So, and uh, try to go to uh, doctors in here, this country, and they said me that, well, you are too old to try to, to get a natural pregnancy. So you are like, I will be certified this month, next week. You're a baby. <laughs> You're not too old. Oh, my goodness. And uh, if you couldn't uh, get pregnant uh, while you were much younger, how you could possibly get pregnant now? <laughs> and uh, I went to another doctor. I think all doctors and all of them were saying, like, okay, um, 
we can send you only for IVF. Well, we can do IUI and Clomid, but we think you don't you don't want that because you pass through it. And uh, uh, we can make a laparoscopy uh, this month. At the end of this month, I have laparoscopy to check the womb again, everything, the tubes or everything. And then if everything is fine, we'll send you to IVF. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's, that's my journey <laughs> yeah wow that's a big journey um okay so let's go back to your husband's sperm first okay yeah. has he got a recent analysis done yes and uh, uh, it was okay they said well it's pretty good uh, I will tell I can tell the motility. Yep. Okay. So okay sperm now. And he I'm imagining yes. he's been doing some of the diet and lifestyle changes with you to improve that. Yes, he he he's done that also with me in 2022 and now, but now uh also I went to see uh to check, I forgot to mention uh in October I got to check my uh like analysis was a um, first time uh it's called gold gold blade mm -hmm. and i have a um, gold stagnation in gold blade. okay so gallbladder issues yes yes i have for the first time <laughs> i didn't have any issues with the internal organs before i mean in gut health and everything so uh, as a doctor uh, cancelled all the supplements I was taking millions of supplements and I am now on the like medicine for the next three months so okay. um, my husband also stopped all the supplements <laughs> yeah so we yeah. just stopped the diet and supplements so we are following the for the next three months the medicine for COVID. okay could you do me a favor in the text um box in the chat mm -hmm. it says c-h-a-t the first thing you said that you were diagnosed with that didn't necessarily have anything related to his fertility, what was that? Mm -hmm. Let me just look that up real quick for you too, so we know exactly. Yeah, let me Google yeah. that real quick. Okay, uh, <laughs> where, where, where to chat so it's usually down it says like mute stop video security participants chat share screen summary hmm. yeah i don't have chat mute, um, let mute me see button. if i can you it, did it pop up now uh, yes okay thank you this all right hyper let me just um, refresh my memory on exactly what that is there's so many let's see oh the... <laughs> yeah no no it's okay uh so it's the prolactin yeah. okay yeah in the pituitary gland yep okay all right that's what i wanted to know okay so i'm sure if you have followed me even for a short amount of time that your fertility issues and most people's fertility issues have really nothing to do with their fertility. And they are a combination of the years or decades before you started trying to conceive, right? So there would have been issues either knowingly or unknowingly, whether they were causing symptoms or, or won't, or weren't, um, kind of big enough to start showing symptoms and then when the fertility came part of it it was like oh well we can't conceive well that it, it has really nothing to do with the fertility aspect of it it has everything to do upstream so especially if you have a diagnosis of something going on with you know your pituitary gland it, it doesn't surprise me with the gallbladder one because of all of the fertility treatment. This is what the fertility doctors are not saying is that when you need fertility treatment, 
because something up here is amiss, not because, you know, of sperm issues or uh, structural issues in the woman or, you know, some kind of really known specific reason why. Your body is unable to process, one, the drugs that come along with it, two, the mental and emotional hardships of going through all the fertility treatment, um, maybe the financial, you know, cost of what's going on. There's so many different factors. And I wanted to say to you, but I didn't want to interrupt you that don't feel guilty because I would say 95% of us women dealing with fertility issues do the exact same thing. We just don't know. We weren't taught these things. And we do trust our doctors and our doctors are there to be trusted. The issue is, is that the medical system has gone so far off of um, hair of the body. They just don't know. They don't, I, I, I'm just assuming that they don't get taught that the body is a healing machine. You just have to find exactly what needs to be, you know, taken care of, what needs the TLC. And I really believe that these fertility doctors just completely miss the mark because they're so hyper-focused and they're so trained on your fertility bits that they just miss everything up here. The other thing that we do, and trust me, I did this too, is that we start over-supplementing. And yes. there's always, <laughs> yeah, there's always a yin and a yang. Yeah, supplementation can be great, especially when it's targeted. But what we do is we use supplementation as a crutch. It's tangible. We feel like we're doing something. It's marketed that it's going to work. But for most of us, we're not dramatically lowering the inflammation and the oxidative stress that's going on in these other places. And our liver and our gallbladder, you know, are going to take the hit because that's what's helped processing all this supplementation. And so when you're overdoing it or using supplementation that might not be right for you, you can see issues with that. The other thing too is that um, we're just not addressing the root cause. We're not getting down to what we really truly need to be healing. And so it just keeps going, right? The inflammation's still there. The oxidative stress still there. We're still kind of living the same way we're doing, have been for the last years, few decades. Then all the stress of fertility issues get compiled onto that, right? So we might see worse health issues after fertility treatment or after our journey, whether it's a year or, you know, eight years into it. It is also because like aging. <laughs> well, see, aging's... <sighs> Aging is a reality. I don't want to say it doesn't exist, yes. obviously. <laughs> but the truth is, is it's your cellular health. So if you know how to take care of your cellular health, the age doesn't really play a factor until you get much older in life, right? I'm, I'm 42. I just turned 42 yesterday, right? And I'm more healthy. I would not... I mean, trust me, I would go in and do a little bit of detox and get myself back up to scratch if I wanted to conceive again. I would have no issues. I would not think twice that I could not conceive like that when I wanted to. And I look back at 27, I was completely, quote unquote, infertile. IVF didn't help me. I never tried IUI because they were like, you're ovulating. There's no point of doing that right? I was, my cellular health was so bad at 27, but so good at 42. So yes, there is an aging factor into it, but it's not the biggest thing. It's like the least biggest thing, right? And the longer you leave, the reason that age matters in fertility is the longer you leave the unknowing, the subconscious inflammation and oxidative stress, and you keep going and you keep going and you keep going, you, you just cause more problems. And because your body is getting older and cannot withstand the constant punch in the face that we keep doing to ourselves, it, it eventually is going to give up. As much as your body is a healing machine, it can only take so much. And so, yeah, you're going to get to your late 30s, your early 40s, 
and feel like it's a little bit harder. But the truth of the matter is, as long as you haven't fallen off this make-believe cliff that I, that I like to invent, you know, we can get you back up, right? I, I have 100% had clients where it was too late. They needed medical assistance, but they came to me to do the things that they could control. For the rest of us who have not fallen off that cliff, there is an abundance of things that we can do. We just got to find the right ones, right? Um, you know, go ahead. So yeah, I was uh, regarding that supplements. Everyone and doctors will say, "Well, you have to take it uh, three months before getting pregnant." So I was like, "Okay," <laughs> and that yes. was all of these years I was taking <laughs> all yeah. these supplements. Well, like I said, the supplements are only going to do their job if you dramatically lower your inflammation, your oxidative stress, the true root cause of what's going on. I just don't think you've hit that yet, right? Um, and so it it is, a f girl, I had like six years of quote-unquote wasted time. <laughs> like there was a many years I was not doing the right things. And even when I got into the health conscious space and I was changing everything up, there was still like two years that I wasn't doing the right thing right? I didn't know I needed to get specifically targeted on certain things. I was just doing the diet that they recommend, Mediterranean, keto, you know, I didn't do keto, but like paleo, like you know, all the different things. I even saw an iridologist once who put me on the crazy, the, like with hindsight, crazy supplementation made my periods go wonky. It was like the first time in like six years that my periods were wonky. I had no issue there. And all of a sudden, I was taking the wrong supplementation because I was still throwing darts in the dark. I was still reaching for answers that, yes, people, every practitioner gets success. Every IVF doctor gets success. You know, fertility doctors, coaches, iridologists, acupuncturists, all that. There, there are rooms for success, but there's also rooms for failure. You know, that's just how it is. Um also, after IVF, my uh, periods became much lighter than mm -hmm. it was before. It was light. And so yeah. days uh, shortened for two days. Usually I had 28 days. Now it's 26. Yeah. 25 okay. days. Okay. So the first thing that I'm finding with a lot in the community that come to me is that we have to heal from fertility treatments first, right? From the DNCs, from the failed IVS, from the medical treatment. I didn't understand this and I had to deal with this, I think probably four years after I gave birth to my natural pregnancy. So we store what's going on. And if we don't have the right tools, we will hold that energetics of the kind of quote unquote failure, the intrusion, that is all these fertility treatments, right? And the emotional side of it um, just gets stuck inside of us. And I'm going to give you show notes so you don't have to remember any of this and I'll give you links and stuff. But one of the core things is to um, do healing and forgiveness for your body because we blame ourselves that we can't do this and we can't even do it with medical treatment. We can't even do it with the right diet or the right supplementation. And we keep beating ourselves up. We have to have a release of forgiveness because this isn't our fault. It's no one's fault. It's just a path that we're walking in life and we need to take time to, oh, sweetheart. <laughs> oh, no, you don't have to be sorry. <laughs> Yeah, this is a really, really important part that a lot of people are missing. The people who want to keep continuing in this journey, we have to slow down and start that forgiveness and that healing process before we can move forward. I always say you have to imagine your babies up there watching you. And if you get radically honest with yourself, how do you feel about your fertility right now after all of this? And for oh most, God. yeah. 
for most of us, we get to a hopeless, we feel broken, we can't do it, we don't believe in our bodies, we don't believe we can heal. So it's, it's really like I'm not doing enough. I always think about it. Yeah. And you are, you you are fighting so hard, right? <laughs> but what happens is when we don't have that right support or we haven't figured it out completely, and it's hard to do that on our own because there's so much conflicting advice, right? Um we're just going in these patterns, these circles. And so sometimes you might stumble on the right thing, but you don't give it enough time, right? Or you're missing a few pieces, like my journey, like especially with the gut health. I was on a really good diet. I improved my health so much, but I was still missing that I was highly intolerant to some um, nightshades. And I needed to give my my gut health a, a little bit more TLC. And that's when I brought in the healing foods like bone broth and liver. In my days, I didn't have access to the gut healing tests or the or, sorry, the biome FX test and the supplements that I recommend. And there's a lot of clients who are in a part of the world that they don't get access to it as well. But the truth of the matter is you don't need it. You can do this. But you have to get secure in what you're doing and then start march marching forward with confidence in your body. So there's, um, let me write this down for your notes. Um, so we do womb healing, which I'll give you links. This is all on YouTube, right? A lot of this. Um, womb healing, forgiveness, you know, releasing the emotions of of you know the traumatic events I was awake for my second aid collection the clinic that I did it with that was just their procedure and um it's invasive and when I was under the first time I had IVF I had no clue what went on but my body did my body sure you know remembered that and when I, when I did the work to release that, it was big. It was hard. Like there was a lot of stuck emotion in, and I feel it in my chest. Um, so even sometimes when we're under and we don't remember these procedures, like, you know, I don't, I never had a DNC. Um, I elected not to have it because I was so sick of people looking at my vagina. Um, you know, if you do get put under, you know, like you don't remember your body still remembers and your body remembers that baby there and that loss that you felt afterwards, right? So doing womb healing, forgiveness, um, breath work, just really important to move these stuck emotions out of us. And then when we do that, we're then able to kind of open Pandora's box to the things that might've contributed to the fertility issues in the first place. This is the hardest part. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also, it this, is. Uh, like waiting time also. Do yeah. all of this without blame, also a little hard. Yeah, it is. The thing that I say is that you want to look back at your journey no matter what happens and you want to be proud of yourself. You don't ever wonder, want to wonder what if. What if I would have maybe just looked into my past a little bit, right? Like you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to go explore everything that happened to you. I didn't. I didn't do any of this stuff um, to get pregnant. That that wasn't part of my journey. But what, what I will tell you is that if it's not affecting your fertility and you bypass it, your motherhood and your children will open that box for you. It doesn't just magically go away it's still there and so what what I want you to think of is okay when my babies are here what don't I want to give them what hurt what sadness what anger am I holding on to subconsciously or consciously that I don't want to give them, that I want to release. And I'm getting the massive chills. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I can see on your face, this is like, oh my God, really? And you just start yeah. where you're at. I'm right? working on my like type A personality. I'm controlling everything, perfectionism. I'm trying to let it go almost as fast. 
trying really hard. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So the key is to once again get to the root cause of the perfectionism, the type A, the controllingness. Most of our luggage, our baggage, comes from our childhood. Yeah, my uh, childhood was, it, it was really trash, actually. And uh, I just trying to remember the good, couple of good things. Yeah. But it was really bad. So. Yeah. Oh, sweetheart. All of it bad. Yeah. But something to remember. Have some good spots. So. Yeah. And that's great. We definitely want to tap into the special moments, the good times. This is how it works. Your adult conscious brain can rationalize everything. It can justify it. It can go, okay, I'm only going to focus on the good. But what happens in the background, in the subconscious mind, is it runs the patterns of your childhood. So have you, and you'll, there's, there's an activity inside the six steps to boost your embryos, the PDF or the Amazon book, and it's a timeline. Okay. Some people have a hard time feeling it out because they think that they've had nothing traumatic some people can fill the whole page and need an extra page. Yes, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to outline whatever comes up in a five-minute, 10-minute journaling session and then talk about how do I feel around that? What emotion am I carrying around that situation? <laughs> Sorry for the child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the key thing for you right now, do you feel confident on your diet now? Do you feel like, you know, all the different ones you tried, do you feel like, hey, I know my body, I feel good on these foods, I don't feel good on these foods? Um, yes, it's like I'm doing 80-20, like, okay. uh, because, yes, before I was trying strictly, be very strictly, and uh, I feel very stressed. Yeah. Always I felt stressed. I didn't know what to cook. I didn't know what to eat. And I was eating the same thing every day. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I didn't like it. Now I balanced it like, okay, eight for 20. <laughs> no, Perfect. It's okay. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly where you should be. Okay. And just be radically honest with yourself. If you eat something, you're like, oh, that did not feel good. Okay. I'm not going to eat whatever it was, dairy, gluten you know, high sugars, whatever it is. You don't have to be perfect with your diet. You just have to be radically honest and go, okay, I don't do well on A, B, and C. Those are going to be off the table and I'm just going to bring in a wide variety. Supplementation, you want to get targeted. So <laughs> exactly, calm down on it, right? Um, but your main focus is the energetic release. And to be honest, I'm really seeing that across the board with many people that come to me now is that the stress and the stuck energy of the past and the fertility is just not allowing you to move forward. And I want you to know that you have confirmation, and I know this is a sticky subject sometimes but you have confirmation that your body can get pregnant naturally. That is a golden ticket for the belief system. I went through almost, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I went through almost six years of not even seeing a positive pregnancy test, even alongside of IVF. And the interesting is it was, it happened when I was really stressed, actually. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Pregnancies don't happen during perfection. I really want to make that clear for people. They just don't. The crackhead, the woman who's doing loads of drugs, not taking care of herself, you know, your friend who's like drinks all the time and stress and they get pregnant. That's just a sign that it perfection isn't needed. Okay. So we have to look at 
at the body of like, okay, what can I improve to increase my chances of success? So it's yeah, really I'm stuck in, in, in this question. I, I will, I'm stuck. I don't yeah. know what else. <laughs> Well, the what else for you is getting real about the stuck emotion that you have, okay, and a healing and forgiveness of of lots of things, lots of areas in your life, and it's going to be like an onion layer. Getting the belief system back in your body, trusting your body that it will do the things you want to do. You're only thirty five. You like the the doctors telling you you're old. They they don't know. They literally are lying without knowing that they're lying because it's untrue. Untrue. There's tons of us who got pregnant over 35 naturally after so many years of failed treatments and doctors telling us there's nothing we can do. There's plenty of us out there now. When I was going through this, there wasn't these women that I can look at and be like, well, if they did it, I can do it because that's the truth, right? As long as you're working with all the kind of bits that we need, right? Like we can't magically make a uterus reappear, but we can help and nourish a uterus to get back to a homeostasis. Absolutely. So yeah, your, I'm... go ahead. Okay. Yes, I'm uh, trying uh, to believe uh, because I recognize that I start to believe and uh, trust in like everything that I will ever get maybe or I will ever get pregnant and uh, what it is especially hard when in in my round uh, also like uh, everyone who is at my age having like say it's third child um, Girl, I know. <laughs> I I know exactly how that feels. And when like hanging up with them, they think about like school and all that stuff, and then still like it's hard. Sorry. No, it's okay. You gotta honor where you're at. Honor where you're at. You know, and know that their journey isn't your journey. Their Location isn't your location. Yeah. You know? yeah, but with all of them, <laughs> uh, it's like only me having this problem in my relatives, friends, colleagues, all around. It's like only me. So, yeah. I think what's wrong with me? Like, nothing's wrong with you. And that's the truth. Nothing is wrong with you. This is just your journey. And I know I shouldn't say this because it's very judgmental <laughs> towards other people. But I too was the one who didn't have the kids for years. I can confidently say that most people who had pregnancies easily and younger in life are now dealing with the luggage that they had and not only are they having to deal with all their bs their children have to deal with it too because they didn't get rid of it before they had their children i now know with so much confidence that the reason i had to go through everything that i had to go through is because my children didn't want to deal with it. They wanted to come down and have an easier time. And I was able to afford them that because I took the time to figure out what I needed to. I could have pushed pregnancy with IVF. I could have kept doing that. But the statistics are out there, right? IVF babies have way more they're 30% more likely to deal with complications and it's not because of the treatment it's because of the mother and father's mental emotional and physical health their cellular health and your cellular health includes all those it's just not physical 
So if you can reverse engineer that thinking of the why me, why do I have to go through this? Everyone else hasn't. You can go, all right, universe, God, whatever you believe in, I'm going to take this challenge and I'm going to make something of it because I still want children. I still want to fight to be a mother. And through that fight, you'll see you become more of you and you're, you actually become the mother you should have been, maybe even the mother you should have had. Right? You know, it's uh, very interesting to get in conversations with women of like, okay, what's your relationship with your mother? Where's that? And you don't have to answer that. I'm just saying, you know, um, it's a very interesting conversation to go down with the women who know they didn't have a good, good relationship with their mother, or even get them to realize that they took on some of of the more undesirable patterning that their mother had and are continuing it on. There's lots of thoughts of, um, I've had several clients um, come to the realization that maybe they are putting up some blocks because they just don't want to do that to their daughters or their sons. And they're, they're holding on to this stuff. So that's another little Pandora's box if we're willing to look at it and just be radically honest with ourselves. But I like hand on heart, hand on heart. If you're up for the challenge and there's no judgment, if you're not, I know this is not everyone's path. It does take a level of determination. And I don't know why some people get it and why some people don't. But if you're willing to just go inwards and look at all the things that literally have nothing to do with fertility, that fertility box. And you focus on the stress and where that's coming from and why you keep pattering and looping again and again and again. That's where you're going to see the success in your fertility. Yeah. Well, actually, yes. Uh, I realized why I'm stressed. I was long time in, I was living in survival mode. So yeah. I just know, but I don't know how to fight that. Yeah. The yeah, first thing is but... getting radically honest with yourself. You got to know what you're dealing with first. You got to know where those stuck emotions are, and then um, releasing them through emotional freedom tapping through Site K, the modality that I use. I talk about how you can do some of this for yourself within the six steps to boost your embryos, um, getting in a whole brain state, um, or you know hypnosis. There's lots of different modalities. I also recommend if you want to do some movement with releasing emotions, the workout, which breath work, but you have to get radically honest. You have to set an intention first and then release, right? So like you can even let's go to the miscarriage and the DNC first and you sit there and you allow those emotions to be with you instead of pushing them away. And it might get uncomfortable right? They're heavy. And you release them, you let them go. But you got to let them come up first. Um, but that's, that's your key thing right here is to take care of you. The baby will come, the fertility will come. It's all about focusing on you and filling your cup, right? Like I said before, like getting really radically honest with yourself. If your baby came right now, dropped into your hands, are you confident in the life you're going to be able to give them with the um, stress, whether that be mentally or physically that you're dealing with right now? Because the baby doesn't erase it. There's absolute joy when the baby comes, but there's absolute stress as well. And it's so physically demanding being pregnant, giving birth, and those postpartum months 
that's why you see a lot of people slipping into secondary infertility and why that's so on the rise because they're not taking care of their health and they think you know society definitely just puts pregnancy as like oh it's easy just go just work you know 40 50 hour work weeks and do all the things you're growing another human life right and they are sucking it out of you as well they are taking every piece of nutrients you have so it depletes you even more so you got to really think of that long term and it's hard because it's not tangible and if we step back, if we slow down, we get real, real with ourselves, our journey actually speeds up because we're doing the right things. How does that feel? It's, yeah, I have to work on it because if I slow down even more, I will start blaming myself. Okay, I know, but yeah, I have to change, I think, my mind, my view on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How it is called, you said, energy, uh, energy releasing techniques? Uh, sorry, say again? Uh, and something like energy uh, stagnation releasing techniques? Yeah. Those are really similar to site K. Yeah. Um, so it's finding the, like the area finding it's, it's really finding that. I don't know if you have to have the energy in the body. That's still something I'm playing around with. I know with site K we um, focus heavily on the emotion connected to the situation. If you're doing a stress release. And it doesn't actually, when you're in it, you feel it, I suppose, in your body, but you don't have to necessarily pinpoint it. I don't know if you listened to the last podcast discovery call that came out like two weeks ago. Um, I think you should really listen to that one. She said that it was like a heavy feeling on her chest um, and then it released. So um, it's really getting connected and just allowing yourself to sit in that getting into the whole brain state, which I tell you guys exactly how to do in, in the PDF. Um, it's really just kind of cross-wiring the hemisphere um, and sitting with it and allowing to let it go. Um, finding certain areas um, and pinpointing things directly, you know, there's a lot of muscle testing involved in that, um, which can be really useful and really direct. I don't know if you necessarily need to work with a practitioner to do that, if you've done that before, but yeah, it's, it's very similar. It's, it's, it's releasing that energy and that emotion, you know, related to the situation. Um, and it's, it's easily done when you commit. And it's like this onion layer, right? You don't have to be super hyper-focused on healing, but you have to be radically honest when you hit the wall, right? So a lot of healing is like, okay, we do this big release, or maybe it's a little release, and then we're going to walk through life a little bit. And then like, all of a sudden, I don't know where you feel it. Like for me, it is my chest as well. Like I'll get this like, huh. and I'm like, okay. Instead of thinking, oh my God, I've done so much work. Oh, I do this. Oh, I can't heal. You know, all this thing. I'm like, all right, I feel it again. Let's go and explore where it's coming from. For yourself, you maybe are um, like, I know exactly where it is. I know something just popped into my mind and I know exactly where this has come from. So you can sit down, radically do it. For people like me who didn't really have a quote unquote traumatic life, I had a dig. It's like, where's this coming from? This is crazy. And that's why I know everyone has dealt with trauma, you know, in some shape or form and just getting real, real with yourself of like, okay, yeah, that situation in my childhood, my adult brain is like, don't worry, we took care of that. That's no big deal. But that little girl who went through that incident is absolutely not okay. She's still highly embarrassed, still angry, still sad, still devastated about what happened to her because she wasn't taught how to process those emotions correctly. 
feel like on the physical side, you really tapping into these things will greatly improve what's going on. A lot of physical ailments come from repressed and stuck emotions. Okay. And especially when you, um, has, are you still working with your doctor over there that, you know, guided you with the diet and things like that? No, no. Okay. Did you ever do like, um, detoxes? Yes. Okay, cool. All right. Um, <laughs> strange thing. I did detox, uh, when I had my knee injured and yeah, they were telling me, you have to make a detox for like yeah. two, three months. So you, your knee will cure uh, faster. Yeah. Interesting method. I was surprised. Yeah. That's what really is, cool. yeah, what is detox and my knee, how they are related, but it's work. It, it does work. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, also, uh, I wanted to ask, uh, because, you know, uh, everything you are saying, I'm really like grateful. Thank you for this, because it's like, a, uh, it's like a like permission for me or something like really told me that you can like slow down, you can work on yourself. I, I knew it in my heart, but when you are telling me... <laughs> It's like a really permission. Thank you for that. And I just wanted to ask about my, uh, I have a low back uh, disc hernia. Okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, I was, uh, I'm doing exercises like all the time. So my back will, won't hurt because if I stop doing it, 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 it will get hurt and really bad. And uh, I was told when, uh, you like of course when you carry baby when you are pregnant yeah during it is really like maybe it's uh, a fear that my back will really hurt when I'll get pregnant or um, I, I don't know do you know any I don't know people maybe had the same problem or how did they manage to did they get pregnant <laughs> with this <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't think that's affecting your fertility. Um, are you able to work with a chiropractor where you're at? What is a chiropractor? I'll put it in your show notes for you, but it's someone okay. who specializes in the spine and maybe can help look at yeah. exactly what needs to be done. That's not really my specialty, um, but that's what I would suggest is chiropractor. And I'll send you some links and then you can see if, if someone there, but I would imagine that you would need, um, kind of some hands-on, um, stuff. Did your acupuncturist ever work on that? No, he worked only on the fertility issue. Okay. Okay. When it comes to acupuncture. If you can maybe tap back in, if you can't find a chiropractor where you are, which I think you should, but go find someone who's not going to specialize necessarily in fertility, but going to look at your body as a whole. Okay. Um, acupuncture is an Eastern practice and was always designed to support before big issues. The way I look at acupuncture now is that they are still using Eastern practices in a Western world with Western issues. So they're not actually getting down to the root cause. Do I help that it increase the flow, the chi, the energy? Absolutely. Do I believe in all the, the points? Yes. But they're still almost like fertility doctors. They're still studying this little box over here, which is great. But you are like this. You need to be looking over here. So if you want to have some hands-on, um, you can maybe connect with someone who is going to look at, you know, your pituitary, you know, your gallbladder. Where's the chi there? Your lower back pain. 
you know, that's all contributing to your fertility. Remember, it's like a big waterfall. It all stuff starts up here and it goes down. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, again, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking again, like each year I'm, I'm uh, trying to conceive each year something adding up, like first it was low back, then now it's gold bladed. <laughs> something is, you know, it's interesting when I was uh, diagnosed unexplained, it always, every doctor was saying me it's unexplained fertility, like I was like wishing why it's unexplained. I wish I had something really bad. So I could cure it and that's all because unexplained, I don't know what to cure. But now I'm having different problems. Yeah. And the only reason you're having different problems is just because you haven't tackled the root cause. That's it. Right. And and we're not taught that the things that we do can have consequences, even if they're deemed safe, including fertility treatment and including supplementation. Right. So it's getting yeah. that refocus. Okay, I know what diet I'm on. I know what supplementation. I'm gonna, you know, relax and 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 just know that that's not where I need to hyper focus on on my journey. My tangible stuff is here in these emotions that I'm carrying. So you got to think of it as like I say, like you're born with like cases, right? You're born with luggage, and you don't fill it up because you're just a kid. So like your society, your family, your religions, your, you know, everything around you start throwing shit in the case, right? And then you're the one who still has to carry it though. They're not helping you because they've got their own luggage, right? So you're just carrying it and carrying it and carrying it until finally, you know, just think of like if you had two 20 pound weights, and that's all you did every day was carry that you had to get exhausted. And that's what your body's telling you. Right. So just know that the things that you've done now, okay, we need to, we need to redirect. Those haven't worked. Thank you. Thank you for your service, you know, your time, but it hasn't worked. I'm gonna go this direction and see what happens. And just know time is on your side when you're improving you right? We've been falsely led to believe that these quick fixes will get to a get to our ultimate goal quicker. And it's just not true. Okay. I think you just showing up and even being aware that the things that you need to do are there is your first step. I've had people in discovery calls where I tell them like, okay, this is my, this is my specialty. This is, I can see your holes. This is where you need to go. Um, just look at me like, no, that's crazy. Why would I had one lady, she was a hoarder. I was like, you got to sort your hoarding out. You have too much stuff in your life. You're holding on to too much stuff. You got to release, you got to let go. And when you do that, you tear down the walls, you bring more joy, and then your baby's like, okay, I want to come now. That's where I want to be. That's the mama I was waiting for. And if you look at your journey that way, even in your lowest, you know, times, because it is going to be this up and down, right? My journey is like completely like that. I had my IVF baby. It was success. I had the diet, the lifestyle. I had it all. And I still miscarried right? It's not going to be this perfect journey. But I will tell you, the more you work on that mental and emotional health, when you get to those low points, you're better able to move through them. You won't be as low as you felt two years ago. You're like, okay, yeah, this sucks. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to give my time, myself time to heal and to recover. And then I'm going to either shift focus or I'm going to take a break like whatever it is you're just able to make better decisions more empowered decisions okay so tap into that intuition you said it before you knew in your heart this is what you needed to do you know what you need to do I'm so glad I know exactly what validation feels like and I feel like everyone needs it so I'm so glad that I was able to give that to you watch out for the the notes there's going to be a lot there 
um, and go through them and just fill out what feels right for you. What's the next step, you know? Okay. Thank you. Thank you very oh, much. My Thank pleasure. You okay. My pleasure. Yeah, my I friend. always uh, make some I have aha moments when I listen to your podcast and I love it. Oh. <laughs> and I always start changing something, at least one thing in, from every podcast call. I brilliant ideas. Everything you say. Thank I'm you so very glad. much for what, what you're doing. Yeah, Thank it's you. very bittersweet. I wish I didn't have to do what I had to do, but I'm so glad you guys are getting the support that you deserve. You deserve this information for sure. Okay, keep in touch. I'll send you that email soon. And we're going to start really working on that belief system because you have it. It's there. Okay, we just got to straight strengthen it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, my friend. Thank you so much. Thank you once again for tuning in to the Finding Fertility podcast. If you're loving this podcast, please leave us a rating and review and let us know how this podcast is supporting you to get steps closer to creating your dream family. I hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will see you next Friday for another episode of the Finding Fertility podcast.